Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Functional Fitness. On this week's episode, we got a good one. We got Brittany Stahl sitting down with us and talking about her story of CrossFit, how she got into it, how long she's been doing it, uh, where she's been at in the country, and how she's coaching with us, what she's learned. And she also shares a truly inspirational story of her pregnancy story and infertility. So a bunch of good stuff in this one. Also, please stay tuned all the way to the end. We will play for you a song that is referenced somewhere around the halfway mark that is uh, recorded by our very own Ann Bird, who we missed this week, but we snuck it in there just to make sure that you guys get your dose of Ann. So sit back and enjoy our interview with Brittany Stahl. You guys are both in landscape. I'm in portrait. This is going to, I got to switch this around, I think. Let me see. Is it oh, way be better. <laughs> yeah, well, because you guys were both like very tiny, and I was in the. Hold on, I got my tripod. I'm a very official. You guys are reading my horoscope uh, my hands. Um, I don't think that's what that is. <laughs> that's exactly like, what that is. It's a, like your like your lines. Listen, Brittany. <laughs> the process here is people just let me get away with saying shit because I'm got the it. one who gets to edit it. So. Be careful. I can uh, I can it's move true. stuff around and make it sound. Yeah, I can get us to cancel Brittany real quick. Oh my gosh! Speaking of speaking of canceling Brittany, have you guys seen the stuff going on about Britney Spears lately? No. Nobody's still yeah. following her. Just me. Am I the only one? Yeah, I'm not following her, but my friend like sent me all this stuff. I feel bad for her. Yeah, it's 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 like a sadder part to her story than what's been going on in the past. And 15 years so is it more about her dad controlling her life yeah so she's she's like recently been like posting these like really weird videos of her dancing and not that well i don't think i'm probably walking back and forth in front of the camera yeah i'm probably gonna offend some britney spears fans here but i don't think she's uber talented i just think she has the right connections gonna go out on a limb not saying i can do what she can do i can do what she can do anyway so she's (laughs) She's sing a Britney Spears song right now. Uh, which I one? I want to see if you have too long, too long. You know what that pause was? It wasn't that I didn't have one; it's that I had too many. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through toxic. Oops, I did it again. I'm just a girl. I was going through all. Of them. And you think you can sing them as good as her? Uh, I, I, yeah, enough. Yeah, I can do well enough. <laughs> Anyway, so she's posting these weird videos and somebody somebody in the comments said like, hey, Brittany, if you need help, wear a yellow shirt in the next video. And in the next video, she wore a yellow shirt. Like it's like all this like weird stuff. Like there was stuff like where she was talking about she burnt down her gym. She's like, I'm in the gym for the first time. And I burn it down. Candles, you know, what happens anyway. And it's, that was pretty good Britney Spears. And then the next like one. The or, is it, yeah, they're the same. You ever seen Kermit the Frog and Britney Spears in the same room? No. Think about it. Uh, this is all recorded, by the way. This is going in the podcast. Okay. Uh, but we yeah, she wore she wore a yellow shirt. Yeah, right. We're on a yeah, we are on a time crunch today. But yeah, she wore a yellow shirt, and yeah, her like her manager and her dad. She's got this like, Abe, Abe, do you know what it's called? The thing that she's got, where like they're allowed to like run her life. Oh, yeah, I read it, but I forget what it is called. Like, it's something that they say for, like, uh, like minors, highly disabled right? people. 
it's like minors are like highly disabled people that oh. they save this like for. a guardian people, but like can like can Power control like everything yeah yeah Type yeah it's thing. like they can control everything of their life not just yeah not just like guard, yeah because guardian i think like you, you just basically you just watch over them but they, they can like control stuff so yeah really sad but that's how i want to start today's episode just just with a britney connection oh yeah i didn't i'll be honest i didn't even <laughs> britney spears britney stall same thing no. i actually BS had a BS, parent man. last year who she was mad at me because of some test results that i told her about and she didn't she thought i was lying she didn't think they were accurate about her son and she sent me an email and said britney spears <laughs> and i sent it to my supervisor and i was like are you freaking kidding me like is this intentional? Oh, that like, was like her slam on you? Yeah. <laughs> you, ever see stall, you ever see if stall uh, like autocorrects Auto-correct? the spears? I don't know. She was bizarre. It uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're basically but the same person, Britney Spears. I'm glad I'm not. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> I'm ready for uh, your video uh, walking in, in front of the camera. Yeah. I don't you have any do yellow that. shirts, though. <laughs> We'll get you on. You can just do your little twirly dance. It's it's so weird. Look it up. It's all over the internet. I'm also a terrible dancer, so. So is she. Well, more right. common. Yeah, yeah. She's not great. Again, I'm. I, I, I can't say I'm happy for her. I don't need to. That's swing. That's punching down at this point. I don't need to take shots at Britney Spears. Also, from what we learned about the history books, is her fans are pretty passionate, and I don't need them coming after me. I don't know if a better segue that we've ever done <laughs> than to get into our episode you guys ready to do it go, yeah go go kick it off charlie go jump get from britney to britney yep <laughs> what was there was a oh i think it from justin to kelly i'm like perpetually stuck in like 2002 i think that's when i peaked but enough about me <laughs> hi everybody hi welcome to the podcast how's everybody doing tonight good i'm good <laughs> Great. You guys, wear, you guys wear a shirt. Yeah. No, no, it's, I mean, use whatever superlative you want to. If it's good, it's good. If it's overheated, it's overheated. I don't know if people are going to notice at this point, depending on how much I cut out of that. You guys may be noticing. We got a little, we got, I was going to say a little bit of a weird episode today. We got actually a, a, a lot of different factors going on that we've never had to deal with today. So we do have an interview, which I think is going to be amazing. And I'll get to it here in a second, but we're down a pilot tonight. Ann is, still out of town coming back into town i think she may never come back i hope she comes back i hope so isn't she doing 5 45 tomorrow morning (laughs) somebody is somebody's (laughs) gonna be there i don't know this girl vacations harder than anybody and we can say whatever we want to at this point because she has openly declared that she does not listen to these podcasts however she does and we miss you so much i don't know how we made it this long without you I can't wait it to see it. It won't be the same without her. No, it won't. But r- complete radio silence for a week. It was incredible. Ape and I were texting I, around her. <laughs> I am jealous of her vacations. She does, yeah. she does so hard. I love it. She did a good job. Yeah. And it's, I, I think any kind of feelings I have towards her being like, like jealousy of her radio silence isn't like anger. It, 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 it is jealousy. The fact that she can do that and does it so well mm-hmm. because i wouldn't be able to do it I, I would have my my phone on my head the entire time checking my email i do it all the time where i post something to social media and i'm on every five minutes for the next hour like oh, do we get three more likes 
all, all that dumb crap that you're not supposed to do. Anyway, so Anne's out tonight. She may jump on. Hey, at some point, she knows what time we do these. She may just jump on the Zoom and just bombard us. Eighth is also, I doubt it too. Eighth is also parenting tonight and going through sleep regression. Oh, well, yeah. you're not. <laughs> I'd prefer it to be me. <laughs> right. I've heard you've been wailing in the middle of the night. I'm not sleeping very well. <laughs> The little no. one's going through a little bit of sleep regression, so a bit. You may you may or may not hear uh, another co-pilot in the background. May uh, just have to jump ship for a little bit, and then uh, just be back to a back to a two-person party. And our interview tonight, we've got Coach Brittany on tonight. We're also on a little bit of a time crunch because she's got some parenting stuff to do on a strict schedule. Yeah, Girl, well, stick we're to possible, but. No, don't be. I don't care what parents say. Get get to a schedule and Very stick rigid. to it. Because once you're off of that thing, it's it's like flying a plane with no wings. I don't know why I'm into a very aviation heavy theme. Because <laughs> I'm never going to fly again because planes are so dangerous. Uh, anyway, that's it. We got Brittany tonight. Are you guys excited? I'm excited for sure. You tell I'm excited. <laughs> yes. All right. So Brittany's been a coach at Frostbite for how long now? One year. A year. Yeah, a little over a yeah. year. Yeah. You got a lot of experiences that a lot of our other coaches and even just members don't have inside and outside of CrossFit, which I'm really excited to expand on. And then obviously everybody's favorite, the would you rather's at the end. So we can really get to know you down to a visceral level. I feel like that's just it's everything else is just part. the vegetables <laughs> and the water. I'm nervous. I hope they're not gross. Sometimes I cringe when I listen to these. <laughs> Well, I, I picked them, so that should help you. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Ape wrote this one. and <laughs> But I still do have the right to change anything at any point in time if I want to have rules. a little bit of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can gross it up for you if I feel like it's too clean. I will say, um, when I was picking the Would You Rathers, I just was laughing my butt off. It's so funny. That's my favorite It's fun, thing. man. It's so fun. It's hard. Yeah, because you're like, oh, how is this going to go? Do I... I know. I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to answer this right. Yeah. I try to limit the amount of opportunities for penis jokes in there. And that's like most of the internet. That's hard. And there you go. Opportunity for a penis joke. And we're off. Uh, uh, so, Brittany, before we keep going down that slide, let's get to know you. Tell us, what's your full name? Where'd you grow up? Full name. Okay, so that's already a complicated question. Oh, wow. I know. I like I'm like it. a woman of mystery. Brittany Page Brewer was my maiden name. And then when I got married, I changed my middle name to Brewer because I love my last name. I was like, I'm not giving okay. it up. So Brittany Brewer Stahl is my legal name. Oh, wow. Awesome. So yeah. So Paige, so Paige was your middle name. It wasn't a hyphenated. Right. Yeah. Okay. Where did Paige yeah. come from? My parents just picked it out and they liked it. Okay. Um, I was so supposed to be named Bridget and then they decided I'm Brittany. When did they change that? Do you know? I think like right before I was born. Okay. We're kind of having, my wife is, see, I, I think about this is, are my kids going to listen to this podcast in the future? And the, apps, and the answer is vehemently no. No. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a snowball's not chance. A chance. <laughs> but yeah, we're having, we're, we're talking about a name change. I don't want to say what it is. I don't want to say what it was, if it changes. But yeah, it's, yeah, we're a couple weeks away okay you can change all i have second. to say is you cannot change the le the starting letters no oh no we're not changing the newborn's name oh 
Gotcha. No, we're going to change uh, our two and a half year old's name. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Not keen on it. She's mad at me one day and she doesn't want to go with Charles Scott Riddell the fourth anymore. She's going to go with something else. <laughs> yeah, Never I'm, too late to change your mind. <laughs> big power play. And I applaud her for it. She's pregnant. So she can do what she wants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you're now Brittany Brewer stall. You're changing your name. Like you are a fugitive of the state. Where did you grow up? We moved around a decent amount. I was born in Columbus, Ohio. We moved to, right? <laughs> oh, get out of there. We moved to Cleveland for a while. And then we went to Iowa for a while. And then when I was in second grade, we moved to Kalamazoo, Michigan. Okay. And that's where I grew up and went to high school. Sweet. So. What had you moving around so much? My dad's job. Okay, what did he do? Um, he works in insurance, but he usually works for like a bank and then sells insurance through the bank. Okay. So banks got bought out and I think they were trying to get away from my mom's mom and they were like, yep, we're going to Iowa, middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's nice this time of year. It's a really good yeah. flyover that state. snow is great. The corn yeah, is yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot of the good, good things time. about the corn. Yeah. How about yeah. them Hawkeyes? Right. <laughs> so landed in Kalamazoo and stayed there until high school? Yep. And never really felt like super connected to anyone in high school. And I was kind of like ready to leave. So okay. when I went to college, I found a very similar program to what I could have gotten at Western Michigan University. And I wanted to be a Spanish teacher. So I found Ooh. a random school in Indiana, Ball State University in Muncie, which the only thing they're famous for is David Letterman. <laughs> That's where he went. <laughs> yeah. He's got degrees. Actually- I got a buddy from Muncie, but I can't remember who it is. Anyway. Yeah. Not much there besides Ball State. So okay. went there, met Evan at freshman orientation. Ooh. And have been stuck together ever since. Hold on. Hold on. Let's deep five on that. Ape, flesh out this because you're the queen of the Cinderella stories as far as meeting your significant other. Who, inter- who approached who and how did it go down? I don't know. I feel like we were just in these groups and like you stuck with your clique and you had these activities that you did together and we just started talking (laughs) and we went home and we were, it was all about like instant messenger back then, you know, 2007 (laughs) back in the day. So we just talked all summer. And then once we went back in August, we basically started dating right away. Wow. Was he like your type when you met him or did you surprise yourself uh, I'd say he was my type he was like skater boy curly <laughs> hair <laughs> cute tell us more because I didn't pick Evan for a skater boy I think it was just like the way he dressed looked like a skater boy he does not skateboard he never skateboarded <laughs> really oh, okay. <laughs> okay I got it yeah I was gonna say was he played volleyball but okay yeah very cool awesome. so been together ever since so you were like 18 yes yep wow 18 and I think we were together the whole time I think we broke up one time junior year for two days couldn't tell you why (laughs) probably because he turned 21 and I wasn't 21 yet I'm gonna go out with the boys and yep hang out yeah that makes sense that's a that's a college breakup right for two days the same yeah they had the same very serious remember listening to Lady Antebellum like crying (laughs) eyes right Formerly known as Lady Antebellum, I should say. Are they not anymore? Now they're Lady A. 
Oh. Is it because of that whole antebellum South, South yep. thing? Okay. I just yep. take it a just take it a guess because I hadn't heard antebellum South until this whole recent recent uh, civil rights stuff, and I hear it all the time. And every time I hear antebellum, I think of Lady Antebellum. Yeah, they are no more. Okay, same three members though, right? Yes. Okay, big right. Lady Antebellum fan. I'm gonna throw us back a little bit because we jumped we jumped ahead in your life, and I just want to know oh, more. Sorry. It's fine. We're not letting you get off, yeah. Totally cool. You touched on a little bit about not feeling really connected in Kalamazoo and then and then getting out in for college. But can you tell us a little bit up, about your upbringing? Maybe about your family, your childhood? Um, so family of five, mom, dad, I am the middle child. Uh, I have an older sister. She's six years older than me. Not super close with her. <laughs> six years is a lot. Yeah. It, it's a big age yeah. difference. Yeah. Especially not to have like anybody in between there. Right. Yeah. Kind of bridge us together. Um, yeah. And then I have a younger brother, two years younger than me. He has a disability. When he was like four or five months old, he had an adverse reaction to vaccinations that caused seizures, significant brain damage. So um, he's pretty significantly disabled. Like his speech is impacted, his cognitive functioning is impacted. So he lives like between battle creek and kalamazoo in a group home that's staffed 24 okay. 7 with some other uh young guys with disabilities okay. what was that like growing up in that family there's already like that middle child you know quiet yeah. wallflower but it was kind of amplified by that a little bit which i was fine with now <laughs> this is terrible <laughs> my sister won't listen to this so it's fine but she has no. her own nobody problems. does, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nobody does. <laughs> she has her own problems and so I think it was sometime in college, my parents started referring to me as the perfect child. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I was the only normal one. That's a, oh, no. that's a lonely pedestal to be up on. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. 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 I don't speak from experience, but <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Are you close with your parents? Yes. Yeah. Actually, uh, so we moved, we can get into this, all of our moves, uh, but they moved to Novi shortly after we moved up here. Gotcha. Just they wanted to be closer. We wanted to start a family. They're from here originally. My mom has a brother here and some family. So awesome. Good stuff. What did mom do for work? Mom did not work. Mom was okay. a well, she used to be a hairdresser back in the day. And then I think when oh, I oh came along, she stopped. I could have pegged that. I've never I don't know if I've met your mom face to face. Just seen her. I've seen her from a distance. <laughs> and I could tell Does from she her have good hair. Here. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you can you could tell when people are hairdressers. Yeah. I could I could, I could tell Brittany's mom used to be a hairdresser. Hi, Brittany's mom, yeah. by the way. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's she now awesome. known. She wants to be known as Lolly now. Oh. Should I that's, call her Lolly? That's her grandma name. If you want. <laughs> she's I, Lolly, and my dad's Pop. <laughs> oh my god. I, I've never known either one of them under any other name, so why not? Right. So get more used to it. What is your fondest memory from childhood being the wallflower type. <laughs> I don't think I realized like how lucky I was growing up until you know I was in high school going to college seeing how much my parents did for us um, mm. I mean my dad worked so hard and we went to Disney World every year wow. which is crazy like that's awesome they did so much for us and like tried to give us the world so just probably just cool. going to Disney World every year. That was like our annual 
family vacay. That's so and now Disney my World. brother is like obsessed with it. That's his thing. Really? Oh yeah. So it's I don't know what's ride. gonna happen with coronavirus because he can't go. Like he goes uh-huh. all the time well, to Disney. They have virtual stuff. I mean, it's not the same for yeah. sure. Has he watched Hamilton yet? Is he on that side of Disney, or is he more like he likes the cartoon stuff? He likes his favorite attraction is the Country Bear Jamboree. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Splash Mountain. <laughs> no, that's different. Oh, but he different? does like Splash Mountain too, and I don't know what okay. he's gonna do because they're changing it. Oh, because it's like super racist. <laughs> right, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. What's your favorite ride? I always liked the Peter Pan ride. That was always the first ride we would go on mm-hmm. when we got there. It's like our tradition. Is it like a like a little like carousel? You go through like the movie, basically. You get onto this, I guess it's like a ship that you would get on and kind of go through the movie and there's these animatronics. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that one. It's a good time. Abe, have you ever been to Disney World? Yes, once, but I was young. So I don't okay. have a lot of, I have a bad memory. I don't remember a lot. I've been three times. You want to hear the three times that this cool guy went? Sure. <laughs> Junior high school spring break. Senior year high school spring break. <laughs> honeymoon. Wow. I did know that. I did know you went there for your honeymoon. Yeah, those are the three times. I wanted to go to like Ireland. And my wife wanted to go to Disney World. So we compromised and we went to Disney World. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. I did get to, I, I did get to drink my way around Epcot though. That was my that was my uh, my only pull. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I gotta spend a day drunk Disney World. <laughs> All right, Britt. What are some of your hobbies and interests? Um, CrossFit. <laughs> really? What? Uh, right, yeah. No way. I also have a horse. I actually, my brother got me into horseback riding. He did it. I think he started like around when I was in second or third grade as like a form of therapy. And I was like, well, I want to do that. So my mom would shuttle me off to a lesson while he was doing that and got really into it. My parents made the crazy decision to buy me a horse. You got to go to Disney World every year and you have a horse? They're the best parents ever. (laughs) Lolly and Pop are amazing. I was just going to say, it's exactly, I'm going to start calling them Lolly and Pop. Let's see if I can get something out of this deal. Right? Yeah. I did a lot of competitions, like in middle school, high school. And then when I was in college, we had an equestrian team. Mm-hmm. So um, we did that. And it was a little bit different. You would go to a horse show and not take your own horse, but you would draw a horse's name out of a hat and get on. You don't know this horse and you have to go jump a course and then you get judged on how good you look doing it. What? Seems yeah. kind of random. Wait, and it's I'm to from, test your skills. That makes sense. I'm from the country and we have equestrian, but I was not, that wasn't my interest. <laughs> I didn't, I just assumed that people rode their own horses though. Sometimes they do, but for that type of intercollegiate competition, it's to kind of see how well you do under pressure and a horse you don't know. And That's like crazy. over the years, like I did it four years and I drew the same horse like a couple times throughout that time. Um, yeah. But a good rider should be able to get on any horse and wow are these horses vetted at all like are these like supposed to be good riding they're horses experience. or they just I mean, pick like 10 random horses they're usually they're trained but a lot of them are donations so you know oh that not not the cream of the crop yeah yeah, yeah i can imagine these aren't like people's well, horses no. that people want to keep because otherwise Best they'd keep them. right yeah it's like semi-retired that seems, that seems like if, if you were to have like a, a crossfit movement 
and you pull workouts from the hopper, but everybody gets a different workout. And then at the end, it's like, oh, if you got the workout that was easy or yep. you were most compatible with that workout. That's how it works sometimes. That's why she yeah. likes CrossFit. It's all coming together. Yep. Yeah. Very the, unknown in the, the equestrian world is laced with scandal. <laughs> <laughs> but then I would do competitions with my own horse and I haven't done one in a while because my horse is kind of old now. She's 20 this year. Holy wow. cow. How, how old the horses live? Oh, I'm sure Evan Hope's like 21. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cheap. Um, is what you're sometimes saying. like mid to late 20s. Okay. You guys don't have a horse at the house, obviously. No, you we order at a farm out in Holly. It's actually really close to Brian's house. Oh, okay. Very cool. How do you, like, what do you, so I grew up in the country, but I didn't have a horse. Confidently say I'll never have a horse. But what for a dollar, I'll sell you one. For a dollar? <laughs> for a dollar. <laughs> uh, you have a big it. backyard, Charlie. <laughs> I do, but I also don't want a horse in my backyard. <laughs> I'm never saying never. But it's but uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a horse sized backyard. Maybe like a miniature pony. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So we've gotten hobbies. We've gotten the love story that is Evan and Brittany. Oh, we haven't even gotten into what you do now. So you said that you go went to school to be a Spanish teacher. A yeah. Estudio Espanol por un uh, long tiempo. Long semester. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I took so, seven years. Can you tell? Got no. into those education classes. That's the good thing about Ball State is that they get you in the classroom right away. And I said, nope, this is not for me. I did have to take some psychology classes as part of that education mm. track. And that's how I got interested in it. So I okay. uh, majored in psychology and decided I did like schools enough to okay. go into school psychology. So after Ball State, I went to Michigan State for um it's a master's ed specialist degree so it was a three-year program and in what program school psychology okay and that's what you do now is your school sky school psychologist yeah not a psychiatrist no meds here what's it okay so that's the difference is meds yeah so psychiatrist is like an md can prescribe meds um so my degree i'm limited to working in a k-12 setting if I wanted to do anything privately, I'd have to work under someone with a PhD. Okay. And what is the day-to-day, I mean, obviously before coronavirus and all that stuff, but right. what does what the day-to-day uh, uh, school, school psych- psychologist life look like? So a lot of it is testing students to see if they qualify for special education services. There's a lot of legal stuff that goes into it, certain eligibility requirements that we have to look at when we test kids. We look at academics, depending on the disability we're looking at. If we're looking at something like autism, we look at social skills. If we're looking at a learning disability, we look at um, cognitive skills, may give an IQ test. So it's a lot of testing. It's a lot of meetings, explaining test results to parents observing kids, giving teachers recommendations, consulting with them. If kids have behavior problems, we do a lot with that. And then in my current district, we also have to do some crisis management. So if kids are saying things like they want to hurt themselves, we have to meet with the students to kind of deescalate that. Or if they say they're going to hurt somebody else, we have to deescalate that also. Wow. A lot goes into it. Sounds like it's pretty easy. Yes. (laughs) Now, don't mistake this for not listening, because I definitely listened to the whole thing, but I got hung up on the IQ thing. Hypothetical question for you. Let's say there were three grown adults 
that wanted to test their IQ to see who was smarter than the other one. And let's just say they were on a podcast together. Could that be administered by you? Um, hypothetically, yes. But I don't have that test right now. <laughs> That's cool. It's just a hypothetical. You wouldn't have to. I gave, when I was in grad school, I gave Evan tests all the time. <laughs> and? He's a smart guy. He has good <laughs> Oh, you needed a test for that? <laughs> right. <laughs> I actually was made it? sure to do it before we got married. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you vetted him out? Right. <laughs> to check your IQ first. She, she checked yeah. everything out. Yeah. Your process <laughs> for marriage is a, lot, is a lot tighter than the process yes. on the equestrian college circuit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Evan, uh, you guys have a new little bundle of joy. We do. A little pain. new-ish. I don't know when you when you stop saying old. new. Yeah. Okay. So definitely new. I mean, especially compared to Abe and I. Uh, yeah, brand new four months old Peyton. How's that going? It's good. Once you get past the first three months, it gets a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then it doesn't. And then it does. Right. It yeah. It ebbs and flows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but she's great. She's sleeping and eating, and she's so fun to be around. Those are important things for babies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is she doing now at four months? Remind me, because I'm going to be in your shoes in about four and a half months. She <laughs> is rolling over oh boy. from her back to her stomach. And a couple oh. times she's rolled from her stomach to her back, so that's good. She loves okay. to sleep on her stomach, which you're not supposed to do, but right, yes. here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Parenting all is different. Babies, all babies love it. It's just more comfortable. She sleeps yeah. so much better. She has sleep. figured out that she can suck on her thumbs mm. and loves wow. to sleep that way also. Get it, girl. Can, can she count to 10 yet? Almost. Okay. Well, <laughs> give it my another kid's mm. Well, my kid can. So, Charlie not the word. Not the word. He's kid competitive, so watch out. <laughs> I'll send Peyton to you for daycare, and you can get her schooled up real quick. Yeah. I'll outsource it, but I'll take credit. Right. <laughs> My mother-in-law is the one that does it. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one that does, like, I hold up, like, three, like, three flashcards. and I'm like, eh, you want to watch YouTube instead? Here we go. Let's do that. There's a reward. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I know a little bit about you that I don't know if everybody knows is your guys' uh, getting pregnant story. You feel comfortable elaborating on that? Yeah, yeah. It's probably more interesting than our how we met story. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Uh, oh, yeah. Freshman orientation. Not everybody. Right? I mean, right. a lot of people probably, but not everybody. You've been with him your whole adult life. That is, I know it's crazy. Easy. Yeah. But then you can kind of grow up together, and yeah, it's really yeah, cool. Sometimes you just find your person. Yeah. yeah. So we got married in 2013, and we were like not ready to have kids at that point. We moved around a lot for his job, and we moved from northern Indiana to southern Indiana and thought, this seems like a great time to, you know, start having kids with no family in the immediate area. Right. So uh, I talked to my doctor, and she was like, yeah, just go off birth control. Uh, you might get pregnant really fast, but it might take a while. Sometimes it takes a while to get your cycle back. Don't worry if it does couple months went by and nothing happened didn't really worry about it yet a couple more months went by nothing happened so I contacted her and she put me on meds to kind of get the ball rolling and it was kind of starting to get frustrating like you know stuff isn't working the way it's supposed to be working not getting cycles without medical intervention um, what so year that is was, this 
2016. This all 2016. So it started okay. in October of 2016. And then by the following August, she was like, you know, it might be good to reach out to a specialist just to kind of rule things out, see what's going on. So it took a couple months to get in with a specialist. And once we did, he ran a ton of tests and he said, I think you have something called polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I was like, is that? And if you don't know anything about that, people who typically have PCOS are diabetic, really struggle with their weight, which I don't really fit that profile. And he was like, I think you have more of like the lean PCOS profile but basically it can impact fertility is the short end of it, but we'll be able to get you pregnant. So that was 2017 in the fall. So he started intervening with medication and still nothing was really happening. And we even had to do this test where they made sure like there weren't any blockages or anything. They fill you with dye and light you up, make sure there's nothing blocked and there wasn't. Light, light you light. up like they like like put you on like one of those like light bright machines <laughs> that's what i'm imagining it was like was some kind of like imaging like they could see yeah. all of my type. reproductive organs on a screen Ooh, cool. yeah it's very uncomfortable i thought <laughs> oh my gosh if this is anything like childbirth childbirth is going to be rough <laughs> <laughs> and at that point so that was like April maybe of 2018 and we were getting ready to move up to Michigan because Evan had switched jobs again which we did several times and they said okay well find a new doctor and we'll send your records on you'll be able to get pregnant so I found a doctor here in June of 2018 they looked at everything agreed said yep let's kind of continue on the same path but we want to ramp things up a little bit why don't we add some monitoring where we'll look at your blood work in response to these meds and we'll also do ultrasounds to see how your body's responding. So we did that a couple cycles worth of meds and it wasn't responding how it was supposed to. So they said, well, the next step, there's always a next step in infertility. <laughs> and each step you think like, this is it. Am I going to get pregnant? This is kind of stressful. Yeah. And then you kind of get used to it. And then, okay, now we're going to go to the next level of intervention. So the next level then was IUI, which is intrauterine insemination. So they basically like take a sample from your spouse and get it where it needs to go. Each of those cycles, I had to take oral medications, do like injections in my stomach. And then several times a week, I'd be going to get blood work and ultrasounds. We did that in September and it was not successful. We did it again in October and I took a home pregnancy test and it said negative. And they said, okay, we'll call us when your cycle starts and we'll try again next month. Well, my cycle never came. And so I took another pregnancy test and it was faint, but it was positive. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm pregnant. I called them. They had me come in for blood work, confirmed it. Yep, you are. So we were really excited. You know, we'd only been with this doctor since June and we were finally pregnant. So that was like Halloween-ish. And then Thanksgiving came. We went down to see family for the holidays. And we started telling some close family, like, it's still early. It's about six weeks, but we're expecting. Went to the next doctor's appointment. And the ultrasound tech was looking. And normally she'd be like, oh, this is where, you know, the egg is and blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, I'm going to go talk to the doctor. And I looked at Evan. I said, something's wrong. Like, 
that's not a normal response. So the doctor came in and was super serious and it was kind of like this weird out of body experience. And he said, I'm so sorry. You've had a miscarriage. You know, these things happen. I'm so sorry. And we were just kind of like, okay. And it didn't really sink in at first. And then we drove home and a miscarriage is heartbreaking for anyone to go through but then when you add that level of infertility and the time spent with the appointments and the yeah. money and it was just like, are you serious? Like, we're never going to get pregnant. Yeah. We're never going to be able to stay pregnant. Like something's always going to happen. And it was really hard. Meanwhile, you know, I'm working full time going to these appointments. Every time we did one of those cycles, I had to tone it down in the gym and I'd always be like, is anyone noticing that I'm not going balls to the wall right now? <laughs> because yeah. each time they would say, don't let your heart rate get too high. Um, if I had just had uh, the IUI procedure done, don't do any jarring movements. You can't ride your horse. Don't do movements like box jumps. So I was constantly having to like change my workout, scale things back, which was always really frustrating because the gym kind of becomes like your safe haven where you go to get away from that kind of stuff. Right. So that was in November and had to wait a while before we could try again. Um, so then I could go balls to the wall in the workouts. <laughs> I remember More I finally, the wall. Right. <laughs> finally got good at toes to bar. <laughs> I was so pumped. <laughs> uh, but the gym was like really what kind of kept me going. Like I would go there. People didn't know what was going on with me. And that was kind of how I liked it. Like I could just, focus on working out and not think about, you know, this infertility struggle. I do work in schools and one of my assignments is preschool and it's really hard working with little kids. And it's like, why can't I just have one of my own? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was like this constant reminder and you see pregnancy announcements on social media and it's just like, you feel terrible. You want to be happy for people, but it's just like this constant knife in the gut. Right. Yeah. And it's gotta be, yeah, I'm sorry you had to go through that. that but yeah, that's gotta be one of the toughest parts about it is just everything around you is a constant reminder. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we had other people in the gym that were getting pregnant and, and it's, it's like, yeah, you want to be happy, but you also know that this, this does happen. Miscarriages. Holy cow. I didn't realize how common miscarriages were until we got pregnant our first time and everybody and their mother came out of the woodwork and like, Oh yeah, I had one. Oh, I had one too. And like, Rachel and I were like eight weeks pregnant. We're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like now this is a really good time to have yeah, it. But yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible timing. Yeah. But yeah. And I can't even imagine on top of everything else going with it. I, I, that's gotta be really hard. I think I was surprised at like how much I had to grieve through that process. Uh, yeah. And it's still like, you know, I think about, I was supposed to have a baby in July. So now in July, that's what I think about like, oh, I should have a one-year-old by now. Um, But, you know, everything works out the way it works out. And I'm so grateful I have Peyton now. So after that miscarriage, we did have to wait a while before we could go back to those IUIs. We ended up doing five of them in May of 2019. We had a consult with the doctor to do IVF. And they said, you know, do one more IUI in June. If that doesn't work, we're going to have you on the schedule if you're interested for IVF in July. And I mean, that's a whole 
new level of intervention where it's super expensive. Like we were looking at spending $30,000 just to have a baby. And we were talking about, would it be better to adopt? You know, what if IVF doesn't work? Like that's just one round. Right. Yeah. But that last IUI worked and I got, that was the one. It was the one. It's Peyton. Yeah. It's, this is, uh, not to hijack this story, but this is what I'm really good at is turning this around onto somebody. But I, I think one thing that you did a fantastic job of this is at least with me, I don't know if you talked to any of the other coaches about it, but we were in pretty constant communication about when you were going on these cycles and having to scale down stuff. And I definitely get the feeling that everybody's going to like, oh, people are going to, people are going to wonder if I'm stepping up versus like, I usually jump or like, I'm like going lighter versus this. And I think this goes back to our scaling episode a little bit where I promise you, nobody notices or cares. Like, like nobody, and this goes for anybody. As a coach, I wasn't aware of all of that, all of the things you were going through. And I just always thought you were a beast, regardless of what you were scaling down (laughs) or up. Right, right. Like coaches will notice like something's different, but like you don't ever assume, like, Sure, obviously right. in your head that's your narr- you know that's your story that's your narrative that's the thing you're thinking about all the time is oh my god i'm you know i'm, I'm stepping they're gonna obviously think that i'm on some kind of fertility treatment or something like that when it you know just maybe you're scared of a box now maybe you missed a, a box from last week and we didn't hear about it or whatever but yeah that's one of the things i think that i commend you on most for was being so so great at communicating with me throughout that whole process just so i can know as a as a coach, I could share it with you. And I, I agreed, agreed for you guys when that, when that happened. And I think another thing that we talked about was, was Picos. I remember we were in the locker room when you told me about Picos and just this, this conversation with your coach. And I think this is probably an episode all by itself, probably two episodes all by themselves, but finding a coach who you feel like you can have a, a conversation with, and then even a third episode about if you're a coach who doesn't have the answer for something, find somebody that does. Because I think I, I shared with you that I had had a previous client who had had PCOS and a little bit more of the more common type of PCOS. And it was a time where I worked around a uh, registered dietitian and I was talking to her about the client that I had. And I said, you know, she works really hard. I get her nutrition logs. She's doing everything right. She's not losing weight. Here's all this stuff. And I didn't know anything. I, I was literally just the conduit between the two and the dietitian was great enough. She goes, ask her about her menstrual cycle. And so I did, which was super weird for a 25, 20 something year old guy to ask a woman about her menstrual cycle. And she was like, I, you know, I have two or three a year, uh, I, I never consecutive. So I went back to dietitian and I think eventually I, I just got them together because I was like going back and forth. But yeah, I found out that she had PCOS. Here's all the things that go with it. Got on her special diet. I remember the day she came to me and she was like emotional because she had had two consecutive menstrual cycles in a row. She had a son, but she had had uh, fertility problems also because of PCOS. But this is just one of those things that even if you don't think your coach, and again, I don't know a ton about it, but we just have resources where you can go and if you don't know things as a coach go talk to somebody else who might it doesn't make you i'm not i'm not the guy who's supposed to know about picos i do now know a lot about it because i have i have a couple clients who had experiences with it but now i know enough to where i know that i don't know everything i can get people 
onto it. So there's, there's my hijacking of your story. I hope you appreciate it. You, thank you. I yield my time. <laughs> uh, what was it like to cross it while pregnant, especially after all those other intervention stuff that you guys had? Yeah. So the whole pregnancy, I felt like I was holding my breath, like, especially early on, it was like this big secret, like, Evan, you can't tell your family. I think I told my mom, I told like coaches just so they would know why I was doing the things I was doing, but it was like this big secret. Yeah. Can I tell you now I that I was holding my breath the entire time? Yeah. Yeah. There was because like eight you don't months where I didn't walk, breathe. You don't yeah, want to walk like, that back a second time. It sucked having yeah. to walk that back. And it's not like I was embarrassed. I just didn't want people to feel bad for me and I didn't want to yeah. talk about it. So if I didn't tell them, I didn't have to talk about it. So I definitely took scaling seriously because I wanted to make sure after spending all that time and money and going through that, I didn't want to go through anything like that again. So I did a lot of research. Brianna Battles has a lot of information about, you know, working out while pregnant, modifications to do, things like that. I think a lot of time in CrossFit, people just say, well, just do what feels right. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it but that's not enough. You know, there's things going on that you don't know they're going on and, you know, doing certain movements, it might feel fine, but you don't know what you're doing to the inside of your body or stretching out your abdomen, how it shouldn't be. So just doing a lot of research with that. And it was nice being able to finally say, okay, I'm pregnant. And I know you think people don't pay attention. Sometimes they don't, people don't give a shit what you're doing. But when I (laughs) did finally share on social media that I was pregnant, Finney commented and said, oh, that's why you've been scaling. <laughs> what? <laughs> Finney, stop watching me. <laughs> oh. But she's the only one that's watching. <laughs> no, some right. people do notice. Ape, did I tell you that I knew when Brittany was pregnant before she knew she was pregnant? I get to oh, finally say yeah. this on record. <laughs> this, okay. is the, this is the entire reason I started this podcast. You have a I sense? This I did. No, something, well, something and happened. I told Brittany. Right. I told Brittany about it. I, I think it was weeks. I think it was a while afterwards. Did she cry or something? I, I think, yes, she did. <laughs> and I, so it was a competition that we had and somebody was an absolute dirtbag to Brittany. I did but, screw up judging. She well, was it, right. Right. Which that. was, okay. Which was also tip off number two. Brittany doesn't ever screw up anything ever. No. And also. For sight. Yeah this whoever got really mad at her and it made Brittany cry. And I was head judging this thing. And instead of, instead of rectifying the situation, I thought, Oh, I think she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think I went to Anne like right away and I go, Hey, here's the thing. I think Brittany's pregnant. Don't tell anybody, but we're going to find out in a couple of weeks that she's pregnant and sure as shit we did. And sure as shit happened. You win, Charlie. Good job. The only time I've ever cried in the gym. <laughs> right. I don't know exactly what I was looking for. Ape, I guess. Thank you. That's the other thing. Elevation. But a little brag. A little extra brag on there. So, yeah, I guess people are really paying attention. Finney knew. I I knew before. I mean, maybe you knew. I don't know. You didn't tell me at that point. But, yeah. So, obviously, do your research when you're pregnant or really any other complication that's come along, but especially pregnancy. You've uh, been uh, crossfitting postpartum. You're obviously four months postpartum. This doesn't get talked a lot about, but uh, how long do you consider postpartum? For life. Yeah, my wife brings that up all the time. It yep. never would have been a thing. Postpartum is and forever. 
yeah, never would have been a thing until I, until we had a kid. I mean, I'm not, I guess technically I am, but I didn't do anything. But yeah, you've been crossfitting for a couple months postpartum. How's that been going? Yeah. Um, it is challenging. I think the one good thing about coronavirus was that, <laughs> so the world basically <laughs> shut down when Peyton was mm-hmm. a week old. So no one was going to the gym. And so I didn't feel as much pressure to get right back to it. So I was like, I'm not really missing out on anything. Nobody's going there. Uh, you're missing out on some sweet well, Zoom classes. I did get hooked up on those Zoom classes. And yeah. it was kind of a nice way to ease back into it because yeah. I was at home. Yeah. Didn't have to worry about dropping her off or anything like that. Taking her to the gym. Yeah. Wasn't Perfect worried about timing. what people thought about the weights or anything. Could kind of do my own thing. So that was fine. And then coming back to in-person classes, everyone else was easing back into it too. And I was like, this is fine. Yeah, so yeah. now we've been doing in-person classes outside for what a month maybe well, no, yeah. a month yeah well, now everyone else is like you know back to their normal selves for the most part i know we're not like using a ring and stuff but people are using yeah. normal weights that they use before coronavirus and i'm not <laughs> and that has been hard during yeah. pregnancy i was really good at listening to, like not going with that athlete brain of like oh i I can do this. So I should do it. You know, I was good about weighing risk versus reward, but it's really hard now seeing other people doing what they can do. And, yeah. you know, I was back squatting 65 pounds this morning and it was killing me. I was going to say, <laughs> I could see it on your face a couple of times that I've coached you and you're not the, yeah, you're not the type to get frustrated, but I, I've seen you get frustrated, not like the angry slam stuff, stomp your feet type of way, but just like the Hey man, what's going on? Like yeah. I, yeah, my brain's at a different point and my body's at a different point. Eight- and I've never been one for like huge weights. I've always yeah. been more of like the body weight, longer grind workouts. Right. But I just feel like I'm starting at square one. It's it's rough. And the no core is terrible too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was thinking it uh, takes time to come back. I've heard. Yeah. Yes, sir. Alrighty. Well, we're going to transition a bit. We've been ta- mixing in CrossFit talk throughout your life story, but we're going to start um, talking specifically about your CrossFit journey. So how and when did you find the sport of CrossFit? Um, 2015, somebody that I was Facebook friends with started CrossFit and she started posting videos. She had kind of gone through this huge weight loss transformation and I was just really inspired by it. And I was like, we were living in South Bend, Indiana at the time. And I was like, this CrossFit thing looks kind of cool. Like, I wonder if I could do that. So I start calling local gyms and one of them said, oh, in a couple of weeks, we have a bring a friend day. Or I saw a post on social media and I was like, but I don't have any friends. They're like, that's okay. You can come. <laughs> like, you don't have to have a friend at this gym. You can come. Hey. So I don't want to go by myself, drag Evan to bring a friend day <laughs> at this gym. And I had a blast. He went home and laid in bed all day. (laughs) (laughs) So sore. And I said, no, let's do this. So we signed up for their um, elements program, which is like onboarding. And the way they did it, it was three nights a week for like three or four weeks. And the owner of this gym, I didn't know anything about him. I just knew he was like this jacked dude. Oh boy. (laughs) That I should listen to him if I wanted to get jacked. What a far cry from what you're at now. Right. So, uh, 
So we started going to CrossFit. I think we had a trip planned and that's kind of how I kept Evan motivated for a couple months. And then after that trip, he was like, all right, you're comfortable there. Go spread your wings, girl. <laughs> <Swallow> <laughs> you. I'm out. So that gym, it was CrossFit 061, which is where Nick Urankar is. And so that was in November that I started that spring he went to regionals and that's when it was in uh minnesota so we flew to minnesota to watch him and he got fourth and then went on to the games that year it was awesome yeah ladies and fellas if you don't know who (laughs) nick your anchor is pause the podcast right now make sure your safe search is on delete your history afterwards because he is uh he's a tasty muffin lots of instagram posts with no shirt I don't know if he owns any shirts anymore. Like, all why shirtless. would you? Right in the winter. If I were him, I don't know. Yeah, dude's, <laughs> yeah. dude's cut like a GI Joe action figure. So then I was there for like 2015, 2016. We moved to Southern Indiana to Jeffersonville, which is like 20 minutes north of Louisville, Kentucky. And I went to Nick and Chelsea and said, "We're moving. Like, there's so many gyms down there. I don't know." what to look for, where to go. And they said, we know a place you should go to four barrel. They knew the owners, they had put out some games level athletes. So I went there immediately loved it. It really set my bar for what a gym should be very high. Like I have very specific standards of what I look for now after being at four barrel. We were there for a couple of years. And then when we moved up here, the search was on to find the next gym. I didn't know anyone here to kind of get recommendations and I shopped around a decent amount. How many gyms did you go to? I think like five. I actually joined one. I paid a month and after a week I said this was a mistake. I felt sick to my stomach. I didn't want to go to class. I had kind of watched how the coaches, the coaches were great to me, but I didn't like seeing how the coaches were coaching other athletes. And so I ended up saying, can I cancel my membership? And they let me. Wow. And then I think two gyms later, I found Frostbite through the Groupon. I don't know how I didn't find it sooner. Terrible social media manager, whoever that is. (laughs) I don't know. I remember I went to the noon class. That was my first class. And I was coming from a job interview. And I was there like probably like 40 minutes early. And you're like, is this girl? (laughs) Sitting out in her car. Yeah. Yeah. This is somebody dressed up. I called Rachel. I was like, oh, there's this weird girl sitting outside. I think I'm going to get audited. I remember John was in that class and it was toes to bar. And at that point, my toes to bar were like toe to bar and then that awkward kip, toe to bar, awkward kip. And you're like, all right, like we got to address this. I can't let it go on anymore. So yeah, CrossFit Frostbite checked all my boxes. Great programming. No um, games athletes. Not a male coach who can take a shirt off during workouts. <laughs> Those weren't the boxes that she was looking for, okay? <laughs> Those are my boxes. That's what I was I did for. look at a lot of things. I looked at programming, how coaches treat all athletes, not just someone coming in. Schedule, obviously, was important. Cost is important. But yeah, it checked all the boxes for me. Oh, my God. It's been a dream come true ever since. <laughs> what made you want to become a L1 coach? What made you want to uh, start coaching CrossFit? Other than the fact that I make it look incredibly easy. <laughs> Anybody I, can do it if Charlie can do it. I think because I have such a like discipline for what standards I like to see, I wanted to help other people reach those standards and just kind of help people progress. I love seeing people hit PRs and 
doing the workouts. I like seeing people fall in love with CrossFit and especially seeing at Frostbite, there's so many beginners and like just being able to watch their progress and then they stick around. Yeah. It's been awesome. Cool? So I think I asked you like, or I think I talked to Anne first, like, you know, do you think I could ever, I don't know if I could ever do this. And she's like, you should, you should talk to Charlie. <laughs> so I did. That's how, that's how things get done around our gym. Talk to, to Anne, Anne first. <laughs> yeah. She'll, Break she'll tell you to do it. Yeah. She's the exactly. gateway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that that is how it happened because you're such a, such an asset to our team. I love it. I'm going to let you wrap this little CrossFit section up with a bow by asking you how CrossFit enhances your life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> how I think, doesn't it? Right. I think everyone goes with the initial thought of like, I want to, you know, either lose weight, get fit, whatever. It starts with working out and then you stay for the community. And that's just like a hundred percent it the community, the stress management, I feel like it's my therapy, especially after everything I've gone through. Like it really just was my spot that I could go and let go of other stuff that was going on. It's just so satisfying to drop a heavy barbell. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Charlie's going to talk about something not that important, like Britney Spears. Right. <laughs> There's always a good five, 10 minutes of that in class. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Get to the point where I can work out and get my therapy in. You I know imbecile. I know I've told you this before, Charlie, and it makes you scared, but I always, the only place where I get my like news information or my modern oh or like <laughs> what's going on in the world updates yeah, yeah. are always just from you in class. So beware. You are Scared probably me. the most like pop culture aficionado. I know. Yeah. If I, I need a good yeah. TV show. I know you're yeah. going to spout one out. Yeah, it's amazing. You would think I have uh, nothing going on with owning a business and <laughs> having a child, having a wife, and yeah, a child and one Almost on the two. way and a new house. And uh, yeah, I don't know where I find the time. I don't oh, sleep that often. Uh, <laughs> that's actually, I do sleep a lot. I do take like a nap every day. Oh yeah, I don't know how, how the hell I know these things. I just digest things very easily. Speaking of, I mean, I was gonna say unimportant, but this is the most important stuff. Are you ready for a quick fight? This is everybody's, we gotta, we gotta find, this is our job before this post. People are gonna laugh at us because they're gonna realize that it hasn't happened because I'm looking for a theme song. Probably not gonna happen by Monday. We'll work on it. We'll work on a Would You Rather theme song for our, whatever interviews we have left. But the have Would You Rather. and sing it. Oh my God, yeah. I'm like, hey, you took uh, the week off of, you know, doing it because you were traveling. Could you, and she would. She did. She, <laughs> you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta if find you know, way, you know, I got to find a way to put this in, but we're doing those YouTube videos now. And there's that music that plays in the background. And I got to find a way to rip that audio out of there because I sent it to the coaches and I said, Hey, what do you guys think? And Anne had notes for me. Shocking. And she said, I don't like the music. And I said, okay, well, like, what do you want? She goes, I don't know, something more upbeat. And I said, well, I don't know sing it so she sent me she sent all of us like this like five second video like uh, uh, doing a squat da, 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 and we're getting fit i gotta find a way to rip that out of there and make that our official perfect right like tff uh intro anyway would you rather you ready for this i'm so nervous my palms are sweating there's there's only wrong answers oh god no you're gonna have fun this is the best part 
All right, Abe, get her first. All right. Would you rather something sweet or salty? I'm assuming eat. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I don't want to, I don't want to assume, <laughs> but I don't assume. Probably sweet. Okay. You, you pass. You're already doing better than Big Nash. Although I do love chocolate covered pretzels. <laughs> sweet and salty. The combo. The yeah. yeah that's a little bit of a cop out. Yeah, you gotta pick one of them. Uh, would you rather have a hundred degree day or a 10 degree day? Oh God. This is really hard, especially having this week. Am I working out on this day? Yep. Just normal life? Yep. Of course, we are talking functional fitness. Is there snow? No. 10 degree day. <laughs> 10 degree day. Good, an- hey, good, good questions. If you asked me that in December, I probably would have said 100 degree day. Right? I think that's where everybody- on the circumstance. Yeah, it's like if you have curly hair, you want straight hair and vice versa. All right. Would you rather eat a spider or find five in your bed? Oh, God. Find five in my bed. Ugh. Abe, what kind of spiders are we talking? I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I don't like spiders. Yeah, no. Will, will you guys but pick up a daddy long the, leg? But the part about them being in your bed is people say that you accidentally eat spiders in your sleep. Like, yeah, it's like so five many a year. Yeah. But if I'm in my bed, Evan's probably in my bed too, and I can get him to kill him. There you go. Yeah, but you still find them. Yeah. But they might have been already in your mouth while you were asleep. Oh, God. <laughs> Did I tell you, I, I told you guys the time that Rage found one in your ear, right? No! <laughs> I never told that story? No. Please, we'll do please the, don't. Please we'll don't. We'll do the Rage interview. It was, I thought I woke up to somebody stabbing my wife. I was, I've never been more sure of anything in my life. I thought I was going to turn, turn over and see a man over my wife with blood on the knife pulling it out of her. That's, that's the way that she was screaming. I'm going to sleep it was with a, earbuds now. Let me move back. <laughs> yeah uh would you oh I, I know the answer to this well i don't know maybe i don't would you rather be underdressed or overdressed overdressed yeah, okay. always overdressed i say that no. <laughs> yeah don't say always you don't speak for me <laughs> <laughs> would you rather only be able to communicate in emojis or never be able to text again i guess communicate with emojis yeah that's yeah. a question for me like five years ago. Because I think we're all so just comfortable with emojis now. Okay, I only use them all the time. You, Charlie, only you and Lee have full conversations in emojis. Emojis and GIFs. You guys say GIF or GIF? GIF. Evan's convinced it's GIF. So now well, the guy I who, say that. Well, yeah, the guy who created it says it's GIF. So I got to defer to him, right? That's what he says too. GIF yeah. sounds like peanut butter. Yeah. And it's, it's spelled like gift without the T. It's one of the healthiest debates that is still on the internet. Everything else is trash at this point. Uh, would you rather always have BO and not know it or always smell BO on everyone else? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you coach in a gym, so you probably smell it a lot more often than a lot of other people. I do. And when I was pregnant, it was so bad. Like, so oh my bad. God. <laughs> I guess I'd rather have BO. <laughs> I'm not impacted. Everyone right. else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't even know. <laughs> Would you rather always have a full phone battery or a full gas tank? I guess a full phone battery. I would say gas tank. No, I can fill up the gas tank, right? Like, or you can fill up your phone no battery too. <laughs> are there not any phone chargers? I don't know. My Which phone chargers are a lot closer than the nearest gas station. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, want a dead right? phone looking for a gas station. There you go. Okay, you win. Would you rather have 
Oh, this is one of my favorites. I did read these beforehand. I don't always read them beforehand. This one's my, one of my favorites. Would you rather have skin that changes color based on your emotions or tattoos appear all over your body depicting what you did yesterday? <laughs> I guess tattoos. Like, I don't live that scandalous of a life. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. No, see, this is like, yeah, this is like, this is to find out whether you're a degenerate or not or whether you're an introvert or not. An introvert doesn't want their emotions out there for everybody. I wouldn't care. I, I, I just feel like everybody knows anyway, or you can just ask and I'll tell you. Do not know what you know everything that I did yesterday. Though. So funny. Ape, I, Ape, Ape, I feel like, what's your answer? Um, I would probably pick my skin color changing because I feel You'd like. You'd rather have it? Yeah, I feel like my emotions are pretty like steady, so it wouldn't probably change. Okay. The tattoo, this question is so funny because I, when I was picking it, I asked Sherrick and he's like, he picked the tattoos and he's like, cause I don't do anything weird. And I was like, yeah, but you'd have like video games <laughs> all yeah. over your body. <laughs> yeah. There'd be an Xbox controller across your chest. That's still embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really bad if I were in a parent meeting and parents could like see how annoyed I am. Oh, true. True. Oh yeah. But if yeah. they see that I went to the gym, it's like, okay, that's right. fine. True. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. They'd be like, you had how many beers yesterday? And they're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, across across my shoulders and down the side of my body. Oh yeah. Would you rather walk in on your parents or have them walk in on you? Doing what? You know what the question's asking? I don't. Brittany, <laughs> don't answer it. What are you talking about, Abe? Um boom boom. Coloring? <laughs> Playing the drums? Percussion, yes. Percussion. No, you know. I don't. Yes, you do. I just told you what, in my house, <laughs> this is TMI. In my house, we call it boom, boom. So when like things are getting hot and heavy. <laughs> Good to have like a code thing. Like these are the parenting tips no, I need, guys. You don't, no, you don't have to. You definitely can just say you want to go sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awkward. I mean, because usually the kids are asleep anyway. <laughs> it's awkward? Yeah. We lead very different lives, you and I. Oh my god! I think I'd rather walk in on Lolly and Pop. <laughs> right? Oh, I I was today years old when I just finally put that together. What? Hey, did you put that together, Lolly yeah. and Pop, Lollipop? Oh my I gosh! Didn't. Obviously, that's. The <laughs> well, now they were so far separated earlier. No, it was obvious from. She the went on this whole thing about Lolly, and then. I said, and then she said something about pop. It was, never it was wondered, like, never why Lolly? Yeah, Lolly's kind of random. Yeah. It was weird not for Lollipop. And then I was like, that makes complete sense. Okay. No. Okay. So, a couple things, a couple reasons why. My mother in law goes by Gigi. And it kind of makes sense, but it's still, it's, it's, it's not mainstream. So, I just, Lolly, also not mainstream. I don't know what. I don't know where stall is. I don't know, or brewer. I don't know where these things come from. I didn't. I didn't want to assume. You were thinking too deep, Charlie. It's lollipop. My Do you want to know what the other Walmart. option she was considering was? Yes. Yes. So you've seen my mom. Yes. Glamma. Glamma. <laughs> Not grandma. I was just gonna say glamma. Glamma with my, the hats. That's beautiful. Yes. My stepmom goes by Radma. Well, she Rad tried to. Oh, I like that. She tried going by Radma, but Quattro just calls her grandma. He's he's not about that life. <laughs> so you'd rather walk in on them? Yeah, I actually did when I was younger. <laughs> <gasps> so I was like, well, I already know what it looks like. It's fine. Yeah. I do it again. 
Yeah, I've already been to therapy for that. I don't have to. <laughs> okay. Abe, did you ask that question or did yep. I? You made me. Oh, that's right, because I mean, you try to talk about the boom boom. Spell yep. it out. Oh, this is definitely a question for women. Would you rather have a mullet for six months or be bald for a year? And you can't wear a wig. A mullet. A mullet. I already feel like I'm going bald right now. <laughs> Postpartum right. hair loss. Go with your matching MAGA hat. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. Would you rather buy all used underwear or all used toothbrushes? Oh, underwear. You can wash underwear. <laughs> Right. Wash toothbrushes too, right? Can yeah. like, I mean, I don't know if you wash more with bleach. I think you're. I think you're right, though. I'm just saying. Really good. Would you rather have seven fingers on each hand or seven toes on each foot? I think seven fingers because maybe they'd be useful, and seven toes, toes the bar. might be an issue with shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have really good balance. Yeah. But you wouldn't fit into a shoe. Yeah, I'd have to get like custom shoes. I'm not about that. Yeah, I guess you could just wear mittens, right? Instead of gloves. <laughs> or, yeah, I guess you picked the, did you pick the 10 degree day? I yeah. did. So you're yeah. going to need some mittens. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure it out. All right. Would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the smartest person in the room? I I don't know. I guess the smartest. Does that sound like? I know. There's no way. <laughs> I feel like an asshole with either answer. <laughs> well, yeah. If you say funniest, then it's I'm the most attention seeking. Right. Yeah. But the smartest, like, do I value smarts over? I don't know. I guess smartest. No, I don't think anything. There's that saying, like, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're the in the wrong room. Oh. You guys ever heard that? That's deep. It is. I don't know who said it. Tom Hanks. I think it's who said it. I'm sure he has said it. Maybe not the first person to say it, but I think he said it before. Would you rather be, oh, speaking of, would you rather be stranded on a, in the desert or in the jungle? I was saying castaway, by the way. That's why I said speaking of. <laughs> desert or jungle? Desert or jungle. Jungle or shade. Why? Oh, shit. I burn. Not, Remember? I burn. That's <laughs> true. You are one of the whiter people. Got that fair skin. <laughs> Would you rather have $1 million now or $5,000 a week for the rest of your life? Uh, 5000 a week. I knew you were going to answer this. I knew you were going to answer that way because you're one of the most fiscally responsible people I've ever met in my entire life. I was life. trying to think what would Dave Ramsey do? <laughs> exactly. I think, well, I was wondering what you would say only because I'm like, well, if you had a million now, you could like invest it sooner. That's but true. But 5000 a week, I think by like five years or three years or something, you'd already be at a million. So. Yeah, it's like 200 weeks or something like that. It catches up. Yeah. yeah. So I was also would trying you to figure out if taxes would impact it. <laughs> oh, yeah, a million different tax bracket than 5000 Yeah. Yep. Uh, would you rather sell all of your possessions or one of your organs? I don't know. I'm okay either way. Like, <laughs> I'm not that attached to my stuff. So then I would say possessions, right? I guess possessions, if you're okay yeah. either way, I would hope you'd say possessions. Yeah. But don't you have like some organs that you don't need all of them? Like, yeah. Yeah. But if yeah. I'm like, I'm not okay one way. And that's why I'm selling an organ. Yeah, that's true. I don't think I use my appendix that often. All right. Would you rather be serenaded by Justin Bieber or Justin Timberlake? There is a right answer on this. Justin Timberlake. Not a girl. No. I'm a, I'm like an I'm like an anti Justin Timberlake person, but it's fine. I'm pretty sure Justin Bieber's a lot younger than me. 
That's fine. He's just or at least a little bit, and that would be weird. Okay, hold on. Let's back up before I fight Abe. Why are you anti Justin Timberlake? Okay, so are you me... still mad at him for breaking up with Britney Spears? Are we back on this? I'm not gonna hijack Britney's interview. I I was a huge NSYNC fan and I liked him then, but I don't like the Justin Timberlake like solo person. You don't like you who he's he become. Left? Yeah. You, I don't like you're his mad that he left NSYNC. I just yeah. I, I only liked him as part of NSYNC. You don't like him on Jimmy Fallon? I mean, I don't watch TV, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's a little bit more country. He's from Memphis, Tennessee, versus uh, the Beebs is from Canada. Nothing wrong with an import. I just, I mean, if I'm going strictly off of just music, I like Justin Bieber's music more than I like Justin Timberlake's. Right. I'm going to read into Britney's face and That's say fine. you're wrong. That's fine. You can say that. Well, that's what Brandon's face was saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I think that's what you were thinking, but okay. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Would you rather have a permanent unibrow or no eyebrows at all? Good. I guess a By the way, can you guys permanent do that? You guys go... unibrow, no. But Peyton can. Yeah, she can do the... <laughs> she can, like, lift one eyebrow if it's really okay. cute. Right. She has um, the rock. So... <laughs> Somebody I know just had a baby, and this baby was early possibly premature and the baby doesn't have eyebrows and it really freaks me out wow so oh, you're going unibrow yeah just because okay. of that <laughs> what's that what's that very famous painting of i think she's mexican pretty Woman? pretty cow yeah you know what i'm going with this i was going to say coco but i wanted to sound a little bit more educated with that <laughs> i got all my world history from disney we're back to disney this is just concentric circles charlie yeah, yeah, is the funniest person in the room <laughs> I'm sure. Speaking of, did you know that Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were on the Mickey Mouse Club back in the day together? Heck yeah. Pre-Denim Aguilera? Yeah, that's right. It's all about Disney, man. They run the world. I don't know why this one made me laugh so hard when I was like choosing it. It's not that funny. But would you rather always have wet socks or a small rock in your shoe? <laughs> I just had a visceral reaction to that question. <laughs> I guess wet socks. Uh. A rock? <laughs> Ow. Right? Yeah. I, I honestly feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> How could you walk? Like, it's going to, like, impale your foot at some point. I hate I, I imagine there's at least an angle that, there's got to be an angle that you can turn your foot to. And I just imagine it's one shoe. With wet <laughs> socks, it's both feet and it's every angle. <laughs> both sound terrible. Yeah, they're both terrible. And I don't like I don't like pruny uh, phalanges either. Okay. <laughs> just, everybody's got their thing. That's my thing. Okay. I don't like pruny phalanges. All right, Brett, you ready for the last one? Yes. It's it's a doozy. Would you rather look strong and be weak or look weak and be strong? Look weak and be strong. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I I wish that's how I really was, but I just look weak and am weak right now. Same, yeah. Not Again, true. we learned from Vignesh's podcast that I don't look like a coach, <laughs> nor nor do you, I move like a coach. Like <laughs> he doubled go. down on it. He doubled down. <laughs> I let him go. I heard him out. He said his piece. You're scarred for life. Mm -hmm. I'm scarred for the rest. Yeah, as long as I know him, that's that's going to be. I'm going to bring it up all the time. You brought I it up 12 times since we podcasted him, which was like a, two weeks oh, ago. Yeah, yeah, not that long. Mm -hmm. 
it'll go down a little bit, but I'll, I'll probably settle somewhere around at least once a week for the rest of my life. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Super healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of healthy, Brittany, one of the healthiest people we know, I feel like I know you so much better now. This was fun. It was a yeah. good time. See, these are a good time. <laughs> Sorry we couldn't get Anne to interject some extra witty banter. Oh, yeah. It would have been funnier with her. It would have. Maybe, oh, you know what we should do? We should do like a director's commentary oh. afterwards where we play it and Anne just gets a pause button and she can pause and you say, see, what I would have said here was yeah, she can do her own thing. Because we need this hour and a half podcast to be two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to edit this as many times as possible. <laughs> you can have her own episode where she comments. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I just let her talk, oh, maybe that's what we should do. Just the Anne only episode. Yeah. You know why I won't do that? Besides the fact that she would say no, is because it would immediately get the most listens and I couldn't deal with it. You'd be jealous. It would floor me. Yeah. Gotta be the funniest guy in the room. Nope. I just can't have her like heaven or anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I don't need anybody else to think I'm the funniest person. I'm narcissistic enough to where as long as I think I'm the funniest person, that's good enough for me. And we'll always laugh at your bad jokes. So yeah. You're good. Because I, I pay enough people on this podcast for you to just laugh at me. <laughs> yeah. Once all the money's gone, we'll see where everybody lies. But yeah, for now, I appreciate you guys spending uh, a good, good part of your. Hey, look at that. I told you out by nine o'clock and gal darn it, right on the button. Well, thanks again, ladies. Uh, and have, stay cool this week. All right, yeah. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. This is an air squat, nice and deep. All the weight is in my feet. I go down low, then I come back up. That is my air squat. Bump, bump. Thank you once again for listening to an episode of Talking Functional Fitness. If you did enjoy this episode, feel free to like, rate, subscribe, share, all that good stuff on any social media. You obviously know where you can find these podcasts because you're already listening to it. You can find more CrossFit, Frostbite, and Talking Functional Fitness on our social media pages. You can find us on YouTube, and you can also find us at CrossFitFrostbite.com. Until the next episode, stay frosty, my friends.